Hello, friends. This is Josie from Speaking in Church, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about my favorite current thing right now, which is Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform. Um, It's the easiest way to make a podcast. This dummy, yours truly, set it up real quick. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which, hello, talk about easy. You don't have to be some professional computer person, which is dope. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and literally wherever else you want to put it. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which, you know, some of us are just not going to get a million people listening, which is fine. Um, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you want to make your own podcast about literally anything like the two of us, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey friends, welcome to the Speaking in Church podcast. I'm Josie. And I'm Spencer. And we are here to talk to you about the least uh, thing you want to hear about. I said that wrong, but whatever. 2020. (laughs) 2020. Um, I know we're all tired about... um, I cannot speak today. I know we're all tired hearing about 2020 and a new year. But fuck it, we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) New year, same us. Yeah, I don't change in the new year. <laughs> I stay the same old bitch. <laughs> um, uh, as most of you know, if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, um, 2020 wasn't super terrible for me because I got married. And I feel like if I said it was terrible, then I would just be like, what the heck? Um, Josie also got married, but we believe different things about marriage. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I don't think we believe different things. I think we just view marriage differently. That's true. I think we we see it for both spiritual and utility. Um, but I just live my life as a missus much more freely. And listen, um, I'm breaking these gender norms, but these gender norms got hands at the same time. <laughs> so. But also you like some of them. Yeah, like I think I... Uh, in true 2020 fashion, if uh, y'all don't know, I think I talked about it. I got laid off from my job. First, like, normal quarantine, like, when everybody kind of was not working. Um, and then I went back to work briefly for, like, maybe two months. And then I was officially, like, laid off from my job because of COVID. And, um, yeah, I took being a housewife very seriously. But also because I love cooking. Like, cooking is one of my love languages. It's how I can show people that I love them. So I cook up a storm. I have a wannabe Instagram cooking show. And so in those terms, yeah, I take my gender norms very seriously. Um, But also I realized that I liked being at home because I've never done that. I've never, you know, I, I went to college and I worked all throughout college and then I graduated and same thing. I like worked the whole time. So I'd never really stopped and not had not had anything if that makes sense because even um like the first year of college even though I wasn't employed I still I did like babysitting and volunteering at church and I still had school which is like a full-time job so this is the first time in probably my whole life that I've got to sit in legitimately like the phrase of oh I did nothing literally did nothing and 
I think my soul needed that. So for me, 2020 was a good time to rest and reflect, even if it was forced, but it was almost like I needed to be forced to really appreciate it. Yeah. Whereas I was unemployed for five months a year or two ago and I hated my life and I hated being a housewife. I'm feeling like a housewife. <laughs> Fun you know, fact, different. during during Josie's unemployment, I convinced her to be a Disneyland wife with me. So oh yeah, we did that. <laughs> yeah, we, I uh, purchased a Disneyland uh, annual pass and we had fun. <laughs> we went yeah. to Disneyland. We live like right by Disneyland, so it wasn't like this huge burden. Yeah, no, that was just what we would do. And then 2020 started and we had these big dreams and all of this cool stuff we were going to do. And then uh, we were told to sit on our asses and that's what we did. Yeah, I enjoy being home. Um, I just like working from home. I like working. That's yeah. I don't cook though. I, <laughs> I mean, I clean, but only out of necessity, not out of homeliness <laughs> not, out of, not out of joy yeah uh my biggest nightmare is being a stay-at-home wife a stay-at-home mother that's I have anxiety attacks over it not uh, facetiously I actually do <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't want that uh, I agree I think um I think so I like working and I think one of the like the original transition of officially being laid off, like no hope of, oh, I can go back at some time. The hardest part was the sense of, oh, I have like no purpose or I have nothing to like wake up for and like do and provide some sort of like, what do you call it? Like some, you're doing something for society. Like I had this feeling of, oh, I have nothing, um, which again, Again, I think because I was forced to sit in all of that was really healthy for me because it was a good reminder of just work isn't all that you provide for society, your family, your partner, your friends, like whatever community you're in, like the work you do, your vocation is not like all that you do. And I think a lot of times, especially millennials, like we get so wrapped up in that of we're not doing enough, we're not making enough money, like I hate the term like oh you gotta hustle like I have never like no I've never even like when I played t-ball and they were like you gotta hustle I was like no Uh, (laughs) that's uh, my energy as well (laughs) and so yeah like having to just like really truly sit and do things that I love and obviously like acknowledging my privilege of having a partner that made enough income that with his income and plus um you know, unemployment benefits from the government, like being able to survive off of that. And yet it impacted us financially. Like we've, it set us back on certain things that we'd like to do or uh, taking longer to pay off debts, but we, we had our home, we had food and shelter. We had our bills paid. I wasn't afraid of any of that. And that I know and acknowledge like how big of a privilege that is um, because a lot of people don't have that privilege. And so even like what I enjoyed about 2020 realizing that the whole reason I got to enjoy that is because I carry this level of privilege that others don't is something to even work through at the same time of not. And I think having a balance too, of like not feeling guilty, but also realizing that there are people that don't have that luxury and being 
aware and being knowledgeable of that. And so not just being like, yeah, 2020 was the best because I got to sit around and my husband provided for me and I cooked and I did things like that, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, 2020 was the worst, <laughs> but also not that bad for me <laughs> at the same time. I um, had two jobs at the beginning of quarantine and then one of them laid me off because it was an after-school program. I was a I was a teacher at an after-school program. Yes, I taught children. Um, and then I worked for our church. We go to the same church um, as the administrative assistant. And as COVID happened, and I lost that other job, uh, the church needed me a whole lot more. We were not a cool online church with cameras and lights and microphones and youtube channels and shit like that so we had to evolve pretty quickly to uh online and we also have a church is small and intergenerational and i was the only one that knew how to do that and i was the only one being paid so i went ahead and added out well i didn't do it but more hours were added and i went to basically full time and I'm still doing that because we're still online. We're not one of those crazy churches meeting in person. We are still online. Um, so that job really panned out in the long run <laughs> because we're never going not online anymore. Uh, that's just kind of, we're yeah. stepping into the future. I think once, like, and again, I think you could turn that into a positive of 2020 and the COVID situation of, even when we are like able to safely be together again, like we'll always have something online now, which is so cool for when people travel or just even, um, you know, because so many people in our congregation know people all over and we talk about our church and just Mm -hmm. having that, Hey, like you should listen in or like, you know, like I, it's again, like, just like the, the cheesy Christian, like sometimes I just hear a sermon or something and I'm like, dang, I want people to hear that. So it'd be cool to be like, Oh, like, I know somebody that would really enjoy this and being able to be like, oh, you can go online and watch it. So, yeah. And we'll uh, be live because yeah. our congregation, our quote unquote congregation has grown to all over the country. It's kind of wild actually. Um, but also not at the same time because a lot of the people that have joined from across the country are in places where progressive churches do not exist. You know, where they're safe haven online. Um, and we're not even like pushing the agenda in every sermon, but it's a palpable, it's a vibe, you know? Yeah. We don't hate you. (laughs) You can tell. Uh, Well, and so even going into this sort of like talking about like location and jobs and all that stuff. So, uh, Josie knows, but I, so I used to work for Disney (laughs) and, uh, I, I left that job because I loved it, but I left it for a job that I thought was going to bring me stability and a sort of uh, quality of life that I wasn't just, I just wasn't having at my other job because of the crazy hours and all of that. And so I left it for a nine to five that, you know, provided everything you could want, like paid, paid well, it had good benefits. It was a set schedule. It was nearby to where we wanted to live and um, all of this great stuff, but it, you know, when you're 
24, 25, when you get a job like this, it's like not maybe your dream job, but it's the kind of job that you're like, I can work here for a few years and kind of get more experience, get myself where I want to be financially. And then you're like, yeah, it's like a good stepping stone, you know? Well, obviously that didn't pan out very well. Um, And uh, joke's on me because, um, you know, I had lots of friends from Disney that were laid off, but I also had lots of friends, especially in the role that I had the, uh, because I had a leadership role, all of them still have jobs. So it's just one of those things where you just never know. Nothing really can give you (laughs) stability and security like you think it can. Yeah, there's nothing more stable than fucking Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) But even then, like, unfortunately, I, so many of my friends lost their jobs and, um, you know, there's like this weird, like, oh yeah, like when the parks open, they're gonna rehire people, but there's no guarantee how many or if it'll be you. And so that's terrible. But again, it's just that sort of like, you know, that devil's advocate within you of like, well, look at so-and-so, like they worked with you, had the same exact job and they're just still kicking it. Like, it's fine. And I'm like, okay, like whatever. I, in ret- like, who could have known, you know, like I would have never known that three or four months after I left that job, that the whole world was going to change, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that is just, honestly, I just think that's like the biggest thing that I want to take away from 2020 is, and I think all of us can relate to some level of wherever you live in the world, in the United States, within, even though we all live in California, like even my friend that lives in Northern California, like her life looks so different than us in Southern California. And it's just that reality again of there's no, there's really no such thing as this sort of like stability security that you think there is. And I think even as us, like going into 2021 and reflecting on our lives, our faith, where we want to take this podcast, like that's something to like really consider as we, the conversations we have, like, it's almost like a boost of like, there isn't, there isn't time to like, be like, oh, like, do we really want to have that conversation? Like, it's going to be awkward. Like, no, we should have it. Or, oh, do I really want to talk about my faith in this sort of aspect when I've never thought of it that way? Like, no, like we should, like, this is the time to do it. And, but then also the opposite of, it's like, you want to be more like, courageous but then you also have this I want to be tender with people if that makes sense there's just certain people in my life that I want to care for and I want to have conversations with them not because I have this agenda but just because they're people in my life that maybe I've taken for granted or maybe I've neglected a relationship with them for far too long and I want to fix that so that was a little rant but (laughs) yeah I definitely have an agenda I um (laughs) (laughs) I want to change everybody's fucking mind. And in the process, I mean, in the in between, I'm pretty chill with you having different beliefs than me. But yeah, I'm always trying to change your mind, especially um, due to recent events in my life. In this new year, I've come to the realization that I am really going to go hard as an advocate and as an ally and as an activist, more so than I already do, right? Which is like pretty, it's a lot. Um but I just feel like there's a lot of people that are not super clear on where I stand, uh, you know, as, from the standpoint of like, yeah, I don't think gay people are going to hell or no, I don't think that trans parents confuse their children or, 
are less worthy of being a parent. No, I'm not okay with you misgendering somebody in front of me. Like, I have made the resolution. It's not really a resolution. I've just decided um, <laughs> that I'm not going to stand for that shit anymore. And I'm not going to keep quiet anymore because it, it festers, right? It's an anger that festers within me because I yeah. try to be nice and I try to, like, respect other people's belief. But at the same time, I have to protect my own energy. And if you're going to insist on hating gay people and not respecting trans people or whatever do that on your own fucking time and not in front of me. <laughs> well, and I think that goes into, like you said, um, where you're like, okay, with people's beliefs, there's like a level of, there's a level of clarity that needs to be addressed that I totally agree. Like as we move forward, especially in this, in when we're talking about church and like church being online and we're talking about people from all over the country are watching our church and vice versa. You know, there's people all over now because now it's that perfect time of like, you really can like if you you know maybe you went on a trip in the past or visited family and you went to their church and you really liked like what you heard but that's in three states over now you have the freedom to be like oh I'm gonna watch their sermons you know um that comes with this level of I think we all deserve clarity and you have the right to believe something but I want you to tell us clearly what you believe and um Somebody that I follow on Instagram and TikTok and stuff, um, her name is uh, Grace Baldridge. And her big thing right now is um, she's been publicly, like, calling up Church Home, uh, which is where Judah Smith is the pastor. Up yeah, in, fuck uh, Church Home. In the Seattle area. And so, wait, so her biggest thing is, you know, Justin Bieber goes there and his wife, um, what's her name? Haley Baldwin. Is wait, right? first of all, where doesn't Justin Bieber go to church? I thought he was trying to be a Hillsong pastor. But uh, anyway, well, so, yeah, he's like, he's like besties with Hillsong and then church home. But anyway, so the big thing of uh, because of where church home is located in the Seattle area, it's a very diverse population. Um, for those of you that don't know, Seattle is actually what they call the least churched city in the country, meaning the like per capita, the least number of people claim to be Christians in the Seattle, the greater Seattle area than any other place like in the United States. Um and so because of that, they are very much one of those, like, we invite everybody and we, uh, you know, come as you are. Like, we want every kind of person here, which is a good place to be. Like, yeah, like, you should want every kind of person to come to your church. But what church home is not clear about is when you ask them specifically about, like, can gay people come to your church and be in leadership? Can people from all aspects of the LGBTQ community, like be in church leadership. Can they volunteer? Will you officiate their wedding? Like these are questions that they're, they're not giving answers to. And so people like Grace and other people have been, cause they have this like weird, like it's like a 24 hour pastor chat. And sometimes it feels like a real person. The other times it feels like a bot that they've taught Jesus to. <laughs> and so people are just asking like these questions of like, I like me and my partner, like we go to your church. We love it. Like we're serving. Will you officiate our wedding? And they're saying like, oh, we don't officiate any weddings. And part of them is like, do you just not do weddings? Because that's your way to not to like say that you, you know what I mean? Like how am I, what am I trying to say? Like you don't do any weddings. So that way you don't have to tell people, no, you don't officiate LGBTQ weddings. And so this like this whole trend of just all of these churches of, you know, and it also, it also stems from like Hillsong and all that Chris Pratt drama of like, oh, they love everybody. They welcome everybody. But 
that isn't the case in terms of like, you need to have clarity. And I think there's a level of clarity that is reasonable. And again, if you want to believe that you want to believe that you're not affirming of the LGBTQ community, like you have that right uh, under your religion, under, you know, we're talking about in America, like you have that right, whatever. But there, again, there needs to be this clarity. And I think it's reasonable because I don't want to tell my friend that like, if I started going to church home and I loved it, and my queer friends are like, hey, like, is that a church for me? I don't want them to be like, yes, this is a church for you. And then they show up and they don't meet Jesus or they don't meet people because there was no clarity. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. like being able yeah. to clearly tell them like there's a line here. And because of this line, like, let's find somewhere that fits more. You know what I mean? Yeah. In 2021, I think that churches if you're going to believe that gay people go to hell, if you're going to not affirm LGBTQIA plus people, then you need to go balls to the wall with your fucking beliefs and just come out and say so. Because otherwise, you're a liar. And lying is a sin, in case you haven't read your fucking Bible, okay? That makes me so upset as somebody who has strong beliefs and who is willing to go toe-to-toe with anybody with those fucking beliefs, right? You should be willing to, too, right? You should be able to outright say yes or no. You shouldn't live in this blind spot. Because even if you do affirm LGBTQIA plus people, and you're not clear about that because you don't want to alienate homophobes, I said that weird, but um, yeah, that's wrong, too, you know? It's yes or no. There's no fucking gray area in this situation. I think when I... Honestly, what I think of if I like asked a pastor, like, why isn't on your website? Like, why don't you just come out and say it? Some churches do like some churches very clearly on their website. Like, we believe marriage is between one man, one woman, yada, yada, yada. They talk about gender, like they're very clear. And I'm like, okay, I appreciate that because you're just putting it out there. I don't have to, I don't have to call you. I don't have to have a one on one. Like, I want it on your freaking website. Because if this is, especially when we get into that, you know, that whole debate of, essential versus non-essential people will claim that lgbtq issues are non-essential but then they make them essential when you show up and you start asking questions and you start wanting to be involved and so that's where i'm like i wanted to be clear if it's on your website i know this is essential for you and i appreciate it i don't agree but i appreciate that you're clear about it and then there's other churches that i feel like they don't want to put it out there because they want they want LGBTQ people to come because they're hoping that they can convert them or change their minds or whatever, which I think is wrong because I that's think abuse. That, yes, it's so damaging. It feeds into it feeds into terrible church cultures. It feeds into abuse. It feeds into just these constant cycles that, you know, when they ask like, oh my gosh, like why are people leaving the church? This, this is why. Because people show up expecting one thing. You keep saying, come as you are, like, we love you exactly who you are. Like God created you exactly how you are. Like, okay, if you believe that, then you need to be clear of how far that extends within your reach. Because again, like if my queer friends show up and all of a sudden you're like, oh, but they can't serve in this ministry because we know that they're married and we don't affirm that. Like, then I wouldn't have invited them in the first place. I would have been like, let's find somewhere else. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So uh home what is church home yeah, get your fucking home. shit together all right that's what i'm gonna say and i'm gonna send i'm, I'm gonna email this to fucking judah smith i don't know your email but i'm gonna find it 
I'm a send it to their 24 hour pastor chat. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) what up? (laughs) I so I think, yeah, like you know how people pick words for 2021. Mm, I think I think every church should pick the word clarity. And again, Mm -hmm. I'm not asking you to change your beliefs, I'm asking you to be upfront with them. So everybody knows what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, be bold with your fucking beliefs, all right? What that's, happened to that? That's just what I want. And I think also, too, the... Um, yeah, I just feel like that's even just, like, a good place to, like, move forward of, like, what do we hope for our podcast in 2021? Like, I hope it... I hope it brings clarity. Wow, you didn't let me finish my fucking life, oh, Spencer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait. I was like, we got on this tangent of. It's all right. I like the tangent. <laughs> I don't remember where I was with my life, but I, don't I, I think either. we were in the middle of it. Yeah, we were talking about. I was like, wait, I don't want to finish the podcast like, yet. I'm not done. No, I wasn't finishing. I was like, I had like this train of thought going. I'm going to write it down. Keep talking. Yeah, write it down. Uh, how did we get on this train of thought? We're going to uh, do this live on the air or yeah, it's live. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, we were talking about, we we're talking about because now that our church is like broadcasted, like anybody can watch it. Oh yes. Um, so my job back to <laughs> going way back. Uh, yeah, that job is full time uh, and it's great. And I love it. Except, I mean, you know, working for a church is always difficult, but it's great because at least it's purposeful. I'm not working at fucking Denny's or something. No offense to people that work at Denny's. I love Denny's. I support you. I will tip you generously. I love Denny's. Um, shout out to their pancakes or whatever. <laughs> yes, the pancakes. Um, but past that, 2020 um, sucked because... Um, people i hated seeing the worst parts of humanity so up front um and it's still continuing right people are like i don't want to wear a mask because i'm a free american it's like okay but that's not what freedom is and freedom always comes with personal sacrifice um you should read more american history assholes more social contract uh theory assholes um and I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy seeing people. The election season was rough. I didn't enjoy people, you know, advocating for a man who does not advocate for anybody but himself. I didn't enjoy um, knowing that some people that I love are assholes. <laughs> because even past the election, past beliefs, past masks, uh, I've I got married this year, um, and I'm not like Spencer. I still call 2020 a shitty year, even if I got married. It's fine. Um, in the grand scheme of forever, my marriage means very little, <laughs> which uh, I live my life that way. In the grand scheme of forever, I mean very little, and everything means very little in my life. But I got married, and in Mexican culture, getting married means that you're an adult, and when you're an adult, apparently everybody tells you all the fucking family drama and people start to show you exactly who they are to you when you're married and when your cousins get married and when everybody starts to grow up it's um unpleasant and i really didn't i was not ready for seeing the shittiest sides of some of my family um and some of the people that i'm friends with it it was fine it's fine i'll survive um also 
Um, I don't know if I actually talked about this in my podcast. Did we ever talk about how my cousin was murdered? Uh, briefly, you mentioned it, but we never came back to it. So if you would like to share now. Oh, yeah. Well, I, that was awful. And that was really a huge catalyst of my 2020 of re... My New Year's resolution started when that happened. My life changed after that. And I'm not much of a grieving person. I don't really cry in front of other people. When it came down to brass tacks, I um, went into get shit done mode. Into I was the afofe. I had to entertain the children. The children had big life questions and their adults were busy. You know, grieving in, in Mexico, or I don't know if this is even a Mexican tradition, but point is for three weeks my family just spent all day every day together and uh, that was exhausting very healing but exhausting um so I never really had I never gave myself the opportunity to grieve and I still have not really done that either um but after that point I was fueled by anger I was fueled by disdain I was fueled by grief and sadness, and I still am. And it's hard as somebody who has gone through tons of therapy throughout her life to get over some of the trauma in my past and then to have it kind of like all be dismantled by one event because a group of people decided that they wanted uh, somebody's property and was not uh careful with somebody else's life and yeah after that i i realized that i don't care enough about i care about people's feelings but i don't care enough about other people's feelings to diminish myself for them i'm not i'm not having the conversations i'm not arguing with people on facebook that don't deserve my time and energy i'm not discussing how people who are gay are not going to hell with my aunt i'm not i'm not doing it because life is way too short i'm not going to convince you i don't give a shit about convincing you and if you want to keep testing me i'll cut you out i don't care i've done it before and i'll do it again i don't give a shit (laughs) um because life is too short to live with people who don't love you unconditionally and that is where i'm at um all fueled by the murder of my cousin um yeah and then 2020 kind of ended on that note of anger hating people for not wearing masks for having your fucking new year's parties i saw every one of you on instagram and i am hardcore judging you and i will continue to judge you um as somebody who you know does have autoimmune deficiencies or whatever um and yeah that anger has fueled my uh, hate against evangelicalism even more going back to you know church related topics um and i'm trying to get back to a healthy like oh these poor lost wayward souls the evangelicals the gay haters i'm trying to get back to that but for now I'm angry. Don't test me. (laughs) Um, Hopefully that won't last too long. But anyways, now the future of our podcast, going back to the intro. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs)
I think, uh, well, I think, you know, what you're, what you're talking about of, like, prioritizing, like, your time and energy into, like, spaces that, that you know are going to be healthy and rewarding, and that doesn't mean they're not hard, because hard doesn't mean that they can't be healthy and rewarding or, like, have some sort of confrontation, but it's sort of, like, just, like, choosing your battles wisely, because you know like what is actually productive versus what is just like more detrimental to your spiritual mental physical emotional health you know um and i think that that ties in well of what we talked about earlier of like of like clarity being reasonable and just like these expectations being reasonable um and i think that is a good how at least i would see like us going forward into 2021 like with the podcast and this little community that we've created because I know Josie and I have both received messages from listeners. Um, some we know personally, some we don't know personally and sharing just like what the conversations have meant for them. And that for us is so humbling and grateful of just, you know, we started this podcast kind of on a whim of we've had these ideas and we've had these conversations for when we'd go to Disneyland, we have these conversations <laughs> and we talk, these things and it grew and then we finally got to a point where we were like why not like even if nobody listens like it's good for us well clearly people listen and right now it's small and mighty and I love the community we're building and I love that I think as we talk and we listen to each other we get our own sense of clarity of between conversations that you know we hear perspectives we've never thought of we kind of unpack different sources of trauma or pain that we've experienced on a faith journey and are also just experienced in our society, like we said, like through this election season. And I think it's just so cool that, you know, that's something that's like hopeful of 2021 is not going to like change in an instant. Like we're in the same place. We're in lockdown. COVID cases are terrible right now. And that is scary, but there's also like this hope of like, okay, like vaccines are coming out. Um, We're hoping that, you know, people will finally get the picture. (laughs) Like there's just so many little things. And even like, even if that means staying home a little longer and staying in these online communities, like I know I'm grateful for this online community and I'm grateful for the messages, the comments, all of that kind of stuff. And I think that I hope we can go into 2021 together on this sort of hopeful note of, Josie and I plan to keep speaking and we (laughs) plan to keep talking about the church uh, inside and outside the building. And we hope that you all would continue to listen and even come on here and speak with us because I think that's something that we want to do a lot is we want to get into these sort of individual faith journeys because of messages we've received, because of conversations we've had with friends. Like I know those are so life-giving for me. And yeah, like talking about single topics is really important, but I know like just from things that have come in, like the space we've created, like, oh, there's, there's something here of it's, it's powerful when you share a story with somebody, you know? Yeah. And if you have a topic, if you have a story that you want to tell, we're not one of those podcasts that, you know, only has famous people on here. (laughs) In fact, we don't have any famous people on here. We don't give a shit about famous people. Uh, Whoa. Um, Yeah. Well, I I don't. (laughs) Uh, I think Bethany and Becca were pretty famous. So. Oh, I don't know. I obviously don't pay attention to numbers. I thought they were great people, though. Yeah. 
um yeah i guess we do have some pretty uh known people on here but what i'm i mean like i'm not gonna have justin bieber on this podcast actually though justin bieber if you listen i will have some questions for you okay then i'll have anybody on this podcast that's the whole point i'll have anybody on this podcast priority to the normies like us all right we uh would love to have you on about any topic if you especially if you fucking disagree with us please for the love of god please i want to fight with somebody so bad i want to argue debate respectfully with somebody I also i i want people to know that like you don't have to disagree with everything because there are things that josie and i disagree on and so 100 percent. and so i want somebody that is like there's this one thing that i disagree with spencer about or i disagree with josie about or i disagree with both of you like it doesn't have to be if you disagreed with everything we said that might be a little rough but like again i we just want to have debates because honestly i am very much in a place where like as I continue like on this faith journey and deconstructing, like there's so much stuff that I don't know. And there's so much stuff I want to learn. So again, like if you're hearing something and you're like, Oh, like they've never thought about this perspective, please tell us like we want to listen to it. Yeah. Here's an example of us disagreeing. Spencer, what do you disagree with me on? <laughs> um, I disagree with, uh, I think like one big one is Josie knows that I like have this, I have this faith in humanity that is like very unwavering. And especially when it comes to the church, like I, we've had conversations with people on here where they're like, I think there's still work to be done inside. I very much feel like that. I very much feel like there's work that can be done and people can move forward within systems with, especially within the evangelical church. And I think Josie and I disagree on that, which is fine, you know? Yeah. I think the American evangelical church needs to be burned to the ground. It's un- repairable <laughs> i think it can be burnt see and that's the thing where we agree on we agree on this sense of there needs to be reform and it needs to happen and it needs to be stark and i think it can be burned from within to like rise from the ashes sort of thing and josie is like no let's burn it like plow the field we're gonna put new cement new foundation yep. Yep. let's do it all mm-hmm. yep hell yeah um <laughs> And I say that because there are men on my Facebook page who continue to harass me and uh, they, they say stuff like, oh, you just think that you're a victim. And I'm like, mm, you obviously don't know me very well if you think that I'm victimizing myself <laughs> or whatever. Anyways, I uh, yeah, we would love to have you on. I promise if you send a little note saying, I really want to be on the podcast, but Josie, please don't be mean to me that's fine i won't be mean to you i will be gentle (laughs) with you i always ask my friends when they're bitching about something or whatever i say do you want me to be nice to you or do you want me to be stern with you right now and i'll do that you know tell me if you want me to be nice or stern i can get my point across both ways (laughs) especially i think you know there's some people that may be listening that are like just starting this sort of Mm -hmm. like deconstruction or like what is progressive Christianity? Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to like be mean to you if you still believe in things that we don't believe, because again, we just want to have a conversation. And the fact that you're taking the time to listen to us, like, again, like we're grateful for that. We're humble that like you would do that. And so, yeah, we're not going to be like, you suck. Never come back. Stop listening. Like, that's the exact opposite of what we want. <laughs> yeah. Even if you want to come process your deconstruction, or if you want to start a deconstruction with us, mm-hmm. We're not like experts, but like a li- but like we're, we're a sounding board. 
tell us why you're straight chilling. Like, if you don't see a problem or whatever, like, tell us why. Like, I want to, I want to know that too. Yeah, we're just like plugging all these topics. We're doing the homework for you, so come hoping, on down. Yeah, we're hoping somebody will be like, hey, yeah, hey. yeah, we love it. Um, uh, well, friends, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. We're, our next episode is going to be mm, life changing. I promise. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, and then hopefully we'll have some more life changing or fun ones coming up. I'm trying to get a Trump supporter. So if you know one that's willing to talk to us, but not like an aggressive one, okay? I don't want no MAGA breathing, just like a normal one, okay? You could get like a, you could have the hat, but like not go to the fucking rallies. A normal conservative. Yeah, whatever that means these days. Uh, I do, I had some friends ask if we'll do some more like Christian pop culture, which... (gasps) I think would be really cool because especially now again like going circling back to like Justin Bieber like celebrities being like send us some requests everybody yeah so we'll do that you know yeah well friends find us on Instagram Instagram. speaking in church email us speaking in church at gmail.com where else I forget (laughs) uh Twitter at speaking church oh that's another thing I'm gonna revamp the twitter because social media was very draining for me in 2020 but in 2021 i'm gonna use it as more of a tool not so much as a i live there you know what i mean amen so find us on twitter uh you can find me on instagram at spence rose uh josie where can they find you you can find me on instagram at josie takes the world um you can find uh lots of things on the internet (laughs) i don't know what i was gonna say yeah comment subscribe leave us leave a review on if you listen on apple podcast leave us a comment a review tell your Um, friends text this episode to your friends tell them to listen word of mouth if you have a podcast let us come on there we want to be on a podcast yeah that would be fun uh let me check how many followers we have because i know that i was like oh where's Okay, we have 110 followers. Um, on Instagram? Yeah. How cute. I didn't even know that. We have a lot of followers. If we could get to 150 in the next couple months, um, maybe Josie and I will do something crazy. Who knows? Oh, I will 100% do something crazy for a dollar. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anything for the gram. Maybe, yeah. we'll do a, a, maybe we'll do a giveaway. Ooh, a giveaway. That would be so fun. 150 followers. I I would love to I would actually love to give away a like a book or something that like Yeah. We'll give you a give, deconstruction pack. Do you want to give away uh Bad Theology Kills? <gasps> yes, from my friend Kevin okay. Garcia. Yes. At 150 followers on Instagram, we will give away Bad Theology Kills, which is a A plus 100 you must read book. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll do that yeah go check out kevin while you're at it he's great we love him yeah we'll add him be like kevin come on yes all right friends well we love ya stay woke or get woke Jesus loves you bye